0: Welcome to the Third One Sucks Sophomore Slump, where we rank every record in the discography from first to worst. I'm Dan. And I'm Sun. And you're brave, so I'm brave. Or I'm trying, anyway.
1: What are we listening to today, Sun? Today we're listening to The Hum Goes On Forever by The Wonder Years. The Hum Goes On Forever is the seventh studio album of American rock band The Wonder Years. Released September 23rd, 2022 on The Loneliest Place on Earth and Hopeless Records with Dan Campbell on lead vocals, Matt Brash on rhythm guitar and backing vocals, Josh Martin on bass and backing vocals, Casey Cavalier on lead guitar and backing vocals, Michael Kennedy on drums and percussion, and Nick Steinborn on guitar and keyboard. The record was produced by Steve Evitts and Will Yip. What's our review this week?
0: Well, son, our review this week comes from albumoftheyear.org user reviews. And it's from user Surlace, who has this incredible picture of everyone's favorite boy on the internet, Miles Tails Prower. Making this just great, it's a great face. And it says (laughs) Surlace says 40. This makes other drab pop punk music seem interesting. I. Picked this review because when I went to look through all of the album reviews, one is real hard to find them right now because this record just came out, mm-hmm. y'all. At time of recording, we've had like two days to digest this thing. But other than that, it being one of the few audience reviews that are out on the site itself, it was the most like <laughs> review for this album. What? And I I was just aghast that this was the the top opinion from people there.
1: Oh my god. I can't imagine making an album for like, um, probably a few years, I'm assuming. Um, all the work that went into it, and then this being the top liked thing somewhere. Yeah. Like, people are allowed to have their opinions, of course. But oh man, I'd be like, oh no. <laughs> but I'm sure oh, that they're not, past yeah. the point of things like this bugging them. So, I mean, they've been doing this for a while.
0: <laughs> sure, sure. Look, I don't man, I why are you does this person just not like not like the genre in general? And that's why he's saying it makes other drab pop punk? Does he believe there he are be. people who are making pop punk that aren't drab? And somehow in that list the wonder years of all people are not included? I don't understand. I'm very confused by, by this sentence. I just I wanna know what's going on, Tails, buddy. <laughs> You look so disgusted. He does. He's like cringing. It's uncomfortable. I'm uncomfortable because Tails is uncomfortable. (laughs) I feel like I don't have to ask the normal question here, which is, when did you first hear this record? (laughs) Because it just came out. It
1: just happened. I heard it on Friday, two days ago.
0: (laughs) Maybe it's better to ask, what was your first listening experience like?
1: Uh, My first listening experience was I got to work from home. I put on my headphones, and then I cried at my desk. Oh, no. Well, It did take a bit, though. It took longer in the album than I was expecting to cry, though. Mm -hmm. So I kept it together for longer than expected. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, that was my experience. Uh, And then I listened to it a couple
0: more times. (laughs) Nice. I am the most impatient human being on the planet. And the vinyls for this were delayed for, like, my stock of them. So it's going to be, like, another week before, like, my vinyl gets here of this record. Aww. But I did Thursday morning Google, hey, yo, what's the time difference, like, on the other side of the world for when this album will be released? <laughs> <laughs> and ended up listening to it, like, midday Thursday through a VPN. I was like, I need this immediately. I need to, I need to know. Before I go to sleep, I need to know. <laughs> Hell yeah! And yeah, I mean, I guess that's like all. I, I really don't want to get too much into it because I want to have something to talk about. When we're actually talking about the record. For anyone who hasn't figured it out at this point in the podcast, Mark's not here. Sun's here today. This is this is the other thing we do because the Wonder Years just put this album out, and because uh, I am Icarus and fly way too close to <laughs> the sun, I said, "Wouldn't it be cool if we covered this right when it came out?" To capitalize on all the hype that it's getting. And also, I'm going to be listening to it like crazy anyway. So why (laughs) not get on mic and talk about it? I'm going to want to talk about this record with somebody. That's why I'm here. (laughs) Unfortunately, that does mean my disabled ass has to edit this in like a four day period now. So rate us five stars on iTunes. (laughs) Just to make me feel better about how spent I'm going to be in the next like three to four days. But yeah, we're going to do this and we're going to, and then we're going to jump right back into the normal show next week. It's fine. It's not, this shouldn't be a thing that interrupts the flow of the seasons too much. But like if a new record comes out over something that we've already covered, we're going to, we're going to do the thing. We're going to do the thing. It's a good excuse to get on mic and hang out with each other and talk about music. And that's all I really need. Hell yeah. Is there anything else we need to go over before we just do the show? I can't think of anything. Let's get started, then, listener. If you want to listen along at home with us, and you don't own a copy of the record, there's a link in the description. We're going to do our countdown: three, two, one, go, and press play on go. So if you need to get things queued up, do it now. Son, are you ready on your end to hit play?
1: Yes, I'm ready.
0: All right, we will hit play in three, two, one, go. I don't wanna
1: die. What an opening line. <laughs> It's so cheery. Right? I feel bright and
0: sunshiny already. <laughs> right? <laughs> Living up to that namesake. <laughs> I that's, got... Uh, so the first song <laughs> <laughs> is Doors i Painted Shut. And uh, I saw this quote of, like, how to open this record uh, earlier in the week. Because I was died just... Devouring every review as it came out because mm-hmm. I'm impatient, and um, the Wonder Years are very clearly one of my hyperfixations. <laughs> and uh, when I saw that, like that was the opening line for the record, I was like, "Oh, this is gonna fuck me up, isn't it? This is gonna, this is gonna fuck me up, and I'm so ready for it."
1: I do, I, I do really love this opening song. There's, as I feel yeah. like we've said like tons of times. Uh, they're very good at opening songs <laughs> and closing songs. They are. And I feel like they they've like perfected a slow start to a song that like builds up. Mm-hmm. And they just like they, I feel like they just show that so well here on this song. And I really like this song. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. It
0: really helps like set the mood. It's not Here's the interesting thing about this record, son, is that I don't think it's as dour as okay. the last two. Yeah, I 100 percent agree. <laughs> I've I've seen people be like, "This is their darkest record" or whatever else on like really? like reviews or Reddit or wherever, and I'm like, "You're that's just incorrect. That's wrong."
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I do disagree with that because no song on here made me weep the way Pyramids of Salt made me weep. Right? Um, Look, that's- Cause that was oh my- God. That was what I was like referencing these things against. I was like, does this make me- Yeah. Absolutely break down? Not quite.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Look, there's a lot of heavy shit on this record. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, it's this, I love that line. It's been years since I've been low like this. Yeah. It's, God. Uh, it's so he's so good at his job he's so good at his job yeah
1: I yeah he's great at his job (laughs) (laughs)
0: Uh, I don't like me holy shit um I look Son, I don't know if you're going to agree with this. I don't think that last note should have been in that song. I think it should have hung on that and immediately launched into Wyatt's Song. I agree song. completely. I I'm very passionate about this. <laughs> I am too. I, what song are we on now? <laughs> we're on Wyatt's song. But like, um, it should have just like it should have been
1: nothing and then on the downbeat launched into Wyatt's song. Yes. Why didn't it do that? I don't know. Because I was expecting that. Just like the and like end, and then immediately go into the to the next song.
0: Right, because we had yeah, it gave us like access like a... to this song for months, and we know it starts right out of the gate.
1: Exactly, and like I don't know, I feel like it like put a conclusion on the end of the song where we didn't need there to be like an end to it. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. oh no, <laughs> hey, God, yeah, if I'm glad I was... we agree.
0: <laughs> No, if I was producing this record, I would have been like, we're not, no, you're leaving that uncomfortable at the end. Mm-hmm. You're, you're leaving it
1: unresolved. Yeah. That's, it works best that way. This song, it didn't make mm-hmm. me cry when I listened to it, like the full album, but for some reason I I added it to my playlist, like the first two times I heard it, I was like, oh, okay, it's a song. And then I was like driving home from work like two weeks ago and I, this came up Mm-hmm. And I don't know why, but it made me start crying so hard. It was Oof. like, it's just any song that's like, I'm a dad and I like being a dad and I'm going to try my best. I'm just like, oh, fuck. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> I'm going yeah, to <laughs> Look, I, th- the perspective shift of
0: this record is a thing that I was genuinely worried about. Because some mm-hmm. of these singles didn't fit me the way I wanted them to. Yes.
1: Yeah, when they were
0: coming out. And I was worried about it. I was like, "Am I not gonna like this record? Mm-hmm. Is is it, are they finally gonna have a record where I'm just like, this one wasn't for me?" Mm-hmm. Um. But then, when like I think every single they released prior, even the ones I really like, work better within the context of the record. Ah. Uh, and mean. that's that was what I was operating off of. I was like, "I'm gonna hold it out because I know they know how to sequence a record, and they know how to mm-hmm. like." create a story arc, like, I know they can do that. I saw reviews this, like, week for this record talking about how he has, like, a cinematic approach to, like, songwriting and Mm -hmm. how, like, he thinks about those, like, the, like, climate... All that shit we talked about in our previous episodes. I was like, (laughs) I was right there. I was... I knew it. I fucking knew it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this... God... This bridge is real good. Oh, it's, I, it's incredible. This bridge specifically works so much better knowing where this record's going.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Having that context.
0: Yeah. the There's like a lot of symmetry between lyrics on the first chunk of this record and the acid of this record.
1: Mm-hmm. Also, this part where it like slows down like a little bit, isn't mm-hmm. oh. So love, good. love the cut time last chorus. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, I yeah. Th- I was like I had to like I because I live close to to where I work. So I got home because I was listening to the song in the car when I cried. I'd like sit and be like okay. <laughs> <laughs> Cause like I live with like in the apartment complex where I live, there are people that just like are sometimes outside doing things and they're very friendly and like mm-hmm. to say hi to me. And I didn't want anyone to sure. see me cry. <laughs> So it's like, okay, like I'm like doing the fanning of the face. <laughs>
0: yeah, 100%. No, they can put up with it. Just You look them dead in the eyes and go, the wonder you guys have a new song. <laughs> we just started Oldest Daughter, which is track three, which was the first track they put out for this. Right, yeah, that's the first single. Yeah, this is the one that redeemed... Madeline for me out of The Greatest Generation the like worst song on that record Mm um like it now now it's okay for that song to exist because it (laughs) got us this one
1: see I this one it feels very to me middle of the road like it doesn't stand out a whole lot and I didn't love it a whole but like it's good and for some reason it's the one that always gets stuck in my head even though it's not like my favorite (laughs) so I feel like that says something about the song and it's, like, fun oh, to sing along yeah. to, but I don't know, for some reason I didn't, like, hit the way I... Is it the chorus? Is it is it the chorus? Because I think the chorus is the weakest part of the song. I think so. Like, I like all the... Like, I like the, you know, we both know how this ends, I like that, and I like how it rhymes with, like, tide coming in, but I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what it is about it. Maybe it'll grow on me. Just the more I like listen to the to the record, but sure, sure. But I I agree with the chorus is not being quite as like strong as the verses. That was my biggest hump for with Wyatt's song. Whenever they put it out, is that mm-hmm. like I,
0: I still think it's the worst single from the record so far. Not really? That it's really, a bad song, uh-huh. but like <laughs> that chorus is so repetitive. It's the on the, after I've heard your name in sequence, like. Six times in a row, I'm like,
1: we get it, we get it, we get it. See, I actually, I, I think I liked Wyatt's song because it was a little bit more upbeat. Sure. And so I was like, okay, cool, a single that won't make me cry. Like, but it did make me cry. (laughs) Damn Damn it, it. It got me. But like, would have. Go ahead. Oh no, I just, I don't know. It's just like, it's, it's fun to sing along to for me. And it's, mm-hmm. like, it's nice and, like, the way where I can have it on in the background and kind of, like, sort of sing along to it and enjoy listening to it. But it doesn't, like, I don't know, it doesn't feel like it takes over my entire body when I'm, like, listening to it, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, maybe I like it because it's not as much of a gut punch as some of their other songs. I'm like, I That's hate... That's my problem with it. I That's hate- what I want. I want,
0: whenever I put a Wonder Years song on I'm not emotionally compromised somewhere along the way. Right. Like my first listen through. I feel like that's the bar they've set for themselves.
1: Right. Like literally, I realized I feel the same way about the wonder years that I do Phoebe Bridgers where I really enjoy both of them a lot, but I cannot listen to them very frequently because it will just put me in a bad headspace where I'm just like, Oh no, like (laughs) just feeling down all the time. And I just... Sure, sure. Oof. I have to, like, be aware of that. Because it just... And then I'm just like, why do I feel like shit? And I'm like, oh, that's because I listened to two oh, Phoebe Bridgers, Bridgers. albums.
0: Hmm. <laughs> well, you know. We're on to Cardinals 2. Look, I... Phoebe Bridgers has to put out a third fully before we can cover her on this show. <laughs> God. But, like, yeah, I get it. Phoebe... Man... There was a... We're going to talk about this record for sure. Listen, but we are going to tander about few bridges for a minute just so that I can say, when Stranger in the Alps came out, incredible title. Uh, Incredible title. I love that it's just... It's a reference to the Big Lebowski, but like the basic cable version where everything's like bleeped out. (laughs) I love that. Um... But then, like you think, well, sh- she can't put out a record more sad than oh. this. And then Punisher came out, and you're like, never mind. Yeah, I'm sorry for doubting you, ma'am. So watch me. <laughs> right. Uh, Cardinals Two is like the first like numbered sequel song they've ever done. <laughs> mm-hmm. And this is big, unpredictably no closer to heaven vibes on this song. Right which I love, I I think like I've, I've fiddled around with trying to resequence this record to get a different like, sort of like, to create a different tone for it. Mm-hmm. And if you put things in a different order, it feels more like No Closer to Happen because there's a lot of down-tempo, like mm-hmm. heavier stuff on this record stuck between these more run-of-the-mill pop-punk songs. Right. And so if you sequence the stuff like, more like this earlier in the record, that tone carries through, I've come to find out. Because I've listened to this record, like, 20 fucking times since (laughs) it came out already. And so I had to have some fun with it in there.
1: (laughs) This is the beginning of a little bit of a run of songs that I'm like, they just didn't hit for me for some reason. I don't know why I didn't connect with this one that much. Because you really liked...
0: Cardinals, if I remember
1: correctly, on a yeah. for heaven record, and I don't know why this one, like I li- maybe you know maybe it'll grow on me, hmm. the more I listen to it, like this this record, but it it didn't stand out to me like the like five six times I listened to this record, but
0: sure, I think it's definitely like a zag coming off those last two songs, which yeah. feel more like. Here's the deal about this record. We're going to talk about the song. I, I promise this at some point because it does do some cool shit. I love how this bridge that we're about to jump into, uh, just it starts with the same first line as the second verse of Cardinals Prime Cardinals One whatever.
1: I this is my favorite part. Yeah, this little bridge is my favorite part with like the guitar. This is the best part of the song for me.
0: This is cool. I love that they. I don't know if you've. We're going to, I'm going to mention it now so that you can listen for it as we get to the end, but, oh, fuck, that's good. That's a good, that's such a good interpolation. Good job. You're (laughs) good at what you do, Dan. Right. Uh, The fucking, the last um, few bars of this song, it's not an interpolation because the notes are different, but the rhythmic structure and the key that it's in, it's the same as the bluest things on earth ending. And oh. that's, what I, that's what I fucking loved about the song. It's like, no one talks about that song. That's one of my favorite songs from that record. And it's so slept on. Oh. But yeah, this like little ending bit here at the very end. Uh, the banana na 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 mm. na uh, na na
1: na Yeah, I never noticed that.
0: Oh, I love it. I love just that little homage to it. We're on to the Paris of Nowhere, which could have been on Greatest Generation or Suburbia. Mm -hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree with that. This is also another one that didn't. Sure. I don't know. I just didn't connect with it for some reason. Just like Cardinals 2 and then this one are like, for me, the only ones in the album that I just was like, oh, okay.
0: Okay, okay. This was one, this was initially my least favorite song on this record. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I listened to the record 20 more times. <laughs> um, and like, now I enjoy it. Um, mm-hmm. I really, I have to wonder if like, they're making a nod to Fireworks in the chorus in the opening track here where they, cause Fireworks has a song where they talked about, um, uh, where they say, I'll go down to the bottom with you. Mm. And like we know that that Dan and Dave from Fireworks are are buds, and that Dan is endlessly uh, influenced by Fireworks and stuff. So whenever they're like, "Leave me down at the bottom," there, I have to wonder: is that mm-hmm. is that a reference? Because they already reference earlier in this uh, song, the first verse, uh, listening to Dancing with the Ghost, which is a Valencia song, which is another one of like the bands that they like are close with.
1: Interesting. See, I, I'm not familiar enough with either of those bands to catch those, but... Sure. That's cool, though. I love little Easter eggs like that. It's fine.
0: They're just making records for me at this point. It's okay. <laughs> Everyone else is tertiary. I'm the main character in the Wonder discography. <laughs> <You're just hungry. laughs> good for you. Good for, And honestly, good for me. I messaged you whenever this, uh, this record came out with the link to it, and I was like, happy bisexual... Yep visibility day <laughs> to me specifically <laughs> yes. no they put this out and future teams put a record out on the this, on the same day and
1: yeah. uh,
0: hot mulligan put out like an ep so yeah like, it's i saw awesome. that it's, it's just a- i don't like that i don't like that last song and that hot mulligan EP. oh
1: i didn't listen to it yet
0: how oh, interesting to this right yeah, it's been mostly this. I've only listened to the Future Tears <laughs> record once, and I feel so bad because I do really like that band. Yeah, this could have been on The Greatest Generation or Suburbia. The, the thing about this record, Son, and I don't know how you feel about it, but it feels out of sequence in their discography. And that, like, sonically... It feels like this could have come out between The Greatest Generation and No Closer to Heaven.
1: Yes. No, I agree. Yeah. Because I wasn't sure what kind of like... Because I feel like their vibe has slowly been changing mm-hmm. throughout the records. And so this kind of feels like a little bit of a throwback, if that's the right word. I don't know, but it feels a little bit yeah, like some of their older stuff, which is not a bad thing. But not where I was expecting it to go. Yeah, it like, the
0: stuff that's, like, there's some stuff on this that I'm like, yeah, this is where they needed, I was hoping that they would go and they would do cool shit. But mm-hmm. um, Doors I Painted yet feels like progression. Mm-hmm. Uh, Summer Clothes even feels like a progression. It feels, like, I think this is a good song. It just started playing Summer Clothes. Look at that. It's a segue without a segue. Um, <laughs> this song, so many of these songs, for whatever reason, son. Work better for me when I'm watching the video. I think Uh this is a rarity for me because so often I feel like watching a video for a song like shifts the tone to where like you don't get the same experience you would necessarily on the record. And I guess that's kind of true, but like it's in the inverse where like the videos they put out so far I think have been really
1: good for this record. I've only seen one video. That they put out. I need to watch the other ones. Oh,
0: this one's good. They're like, uh, it's it's very good. It's just like a little girl and her like balloon people parents. <laughs> well, it's very good. She's nice. uh, like a nice little quiet tone piece and
1: it, it works for whatever reason. It really works for me. I, I do like this one. It feels very warm. I'm sure it's just because I'm thinking summer, but like, it just feels sure. it feels really good. It feels to me like this is gonna be maybe a
0: weird poll. But and because I don't I don't even know if you're gonna be able to like get what I'm I'm saying here. um, because I don't think you listen to this band. Dashboard Confessional has a record called Dusk in Summer. And there's a couple songs on there that the tone is very much like it's the end of summer, and like it's starting to get a little too cool to go into the water. Mm Mm-hmm but you're still hanging out at the beach. And yeah. that's kind of where... That's what this, this song... That's the vibes it gives me.
1: You were correct. I don't know that album. I know the band, but I haven't no, really fair. listened to them that much. But I know i know what you're getting at.
0: Imagine a record where half of it has this vibe. Ooh, I mean... Pretty much that. Sounds good to me. The other half is of varying quality, but... Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> the stuff that's this vibe is really good.
1: Nice.
0: Yeah, uh, the arc of like their like evolution of, as an artist. Everyone seems real stoked on this record and like I not everyone seems to have loved Sister Cities the way that I did cuz that, that, that's yeah. God, I love Sister Cities. It's, it's good. I no closer to heaven was a little bit of like an awkward period for them and I was excited to see where they were going and Sister Cities is exactly where I was hoping they'd go and mm-hmm. I think that record's incredible and so because of that and because I was so happy with where they were going them relitigating a lot of this like stuff that sounds like the greatest generation isn't what I personally wanted from them. so I've had to like sit with that and kind of wrestle with that like it's not It's not what I would have wanted and it doesn't feel like the progress I was hoping that they would make, Mm -hmm. but they're not bad song because this band's good at what they do.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: This is very much a record rooted around like him having kids and trying to figure out, you know, Mm -hmm. how to, how to take care of them when he doesn't even feel capable of taking care of himself right which you know like if you divorce it from the kid stuff i i get that there's like i so badly want to be i'm a pretty empathetic self-destructive individual to where like if if i see people in pain i want to help i want to make you feel better but like mm-hmm. i i'm limited by my physical body a lot of the time and so that like urge of like how do i take care of the people i care about While taking care of myself. And when it doesn't feel like I'm even capable of doing that. Resonates with me. We're on to Lost in the Lights. It started playing in the middle of my diatribe there, wasn't it? Lost it in the lights. I keep wanting to say Lost in the Lights. Ever since the track listing came out, I've internalized that incorrectly. How do you feel about this one? I like this one,
1: actually. I feel like... Do you not like the what if, what if, what if, what if, what if, what if, what if part? No, it, no, that works
0: for me oh, okay. in a way that it, that works for me in a way that I think he wants the chorus and Wyatt's song to work.
1: Because
0: mm-hmm. because the it's the endless what ifs that he's asking himself. Right, it works conceptually, and he delivers it so well. Your name said fifty times over and over again doesn't do anything for me. This video that they put out a video for this one the day the record dropped, and it's got. Just, like, this dude basically doing, like, interpretive dance to it <laughs> at a retirement party in an office. It's it's real good, actually.
1: Surprisingly good. That sounds right up my alley. This one, it, this song did grow on me. The first time I listened to it, I was like, okay. Eh, okay. Sure. Mm. I, don't, I don't know why, but, like, the more I, I was like, oh, wait, I do like this one. No,
0: look, I think it's fair to say that this and The Paris of Nowhere are the weakest tracks on the record, just as single songs, as far as I'm concerned. Mm -hmm. And that's not to say that they're bad. It's just that, like, we have heard a dozen literally other songs that sound like this from them at this point. That's true. And so, like, that's that's why I love Sister Cities. It didn't sound like their old shit. It didn't didn't sound like anything before, and it still sounded like them like mm-hmm. it's the heart of who they are and the lyrics on that record are oh fucking God. incredible yeah. I, yeah. I still think that's the best lyric
1: record it is it is incredible except for the song Sister Cities <laughs> Ex- right
0: <laughs> except for the song Sister Cities which sucks and I don't understand it. <laughs> it's so funny <laughs> it's yeah it's so weird it's so, so weird I've been I've been ranking, trying to keep myself uh, engaged with this whole record cycle over the last week. I've been doing rankings on my TikTok of all the tracks on the individual oh. albums leading up to this over this last week, uh, which is the thing I'm realizing on Mike I never even mentioned to you <laughs> until this yeah. exact moment. Um, and yeah, it was wild to be like. Uh, Yo, Sister City's the song, well, like, he sucks, but the rest of this album is incredible. Right? <laughs> it's so sad. Uh, <laughs> like, that's it's the so title bizarre. of the album. I know. It's, just cut it. It's fine. I, we don't need it. I'm gonna skip it, like, 95%
1: of the time I skip to it. They They do the thing I love in this song, where everything mm-hmm. cuts out, it's just him. Yep. And, like, some drums. That was they what did, kind of brought did, me did. around. To, the, to mm-hmm. liking this song. I was like, oh, okay, I like this song.
0: <laughs> Whenever I was listening to it, I thought you might have one of those moments. When everything dropped out, I was like, I bet something like that real good. Yeah, I did, yeah. <laughs> <sighs> we are on to Songs About Death. I love this. Yeah, me too. I love this song. This is the this is that kind of shit where I'm like, this is the record I wanted out of them next. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine a whole record that's in this vein, like in the vein Ooh. of like this and like that opening track and the the final track which we're gonna get to? Oh yeah, um, I would put Cardinals Two in there as well. Like just if we had a we had an even more like heavy yeah. depressing <laughs> record if we just.
1: If we just kept that spiral going? Mm. Yeah, that would have been a record I listened to, like, twice. I'm like, okay, I gotta take <laughs> <Sure>. a break. <laughs> they, I need some they time f- off.
0: They go full <laughs> death consciousness, and just, like, it's, oh, it's too depressing. You can't return to this record. <sighs> I love this song. It's just... It's just all heavy dynamic shifts,
1: mm-hmm. and... Especially coming off of, wow. like, all of these, like, just, I don't know, I feel like we had so many just pop-punk songs, pop-punk songs, you know, we right. had the kind of acoustic pop-punk song, and then we get this one, and I'm like, oh, ah, uh, okay, right? <laughs> we're in it now.
0: <laughs> this is the one that's real good... In fucking headphones. This one oh, and one yeah. other song are like the headphone songs in the record for mm-hmm.
1: me. First time I listened to it, I used my headphones and I was like, oh boy.
0: I have only had the opportunity to listen to this record on loudspeakers once since it came in. Mm. And I want I want more of that, especially for like this, this fucking song and like some of the heavier ones on the record. Right. I just want...
1: I love music that can fill a space mm-hmm. like that. It feels very dynamic, this one, because I love how like kinda quieter. Oh yeah. And the like, soft
0: loud mm-hmm. fucking shifts in it are real good. It's this could this song could have been a B-side off of brand new's The Devil and God Raging Inside Me. Oh. And you never know the difference. Uh, yeah. Wow. I feel like we are legally required to say fuck Jesse Lacey. Yeah, yeah. God, I miss that record so much. I haven't listened to it since all that shit
1: happened. Same, yeah. I just—I want
0: to put on the archer's bows and broken and just scream my fucking lungs out and I can't do that anymore because he's a goddamn awful human being. I can't can't separate it in my head enough to listen to it right now. Like I own the record I can listen to just the record Without giving him any money And still He's like It doesn't feel good
1: Right Sucks But yeah That song rubs This song Touched on things That like I think about Anytime a band writes A a song about like People who have passed Or like Very personal things And then that song Mm -hmm. Is a Is a single Because then I'm just like Oh my god Like I don't think I could have to sing like I wouldn't want to sing about that and that be a popular song like I can't imagine the emotional toll
0: yeah we're on to low tide listener but you're right about songs about death in that whenever I listened to it for the first time and I was reading through all the lyrics and shit I thought about our conversation that we had in previous episodes where you were talking about that um I was like yeah so clearly this is getting to Dan too there's and like, I read it in some of those reviews, uh, too, where, like, he's... Sometimes he can perform that stuff, and he's disconnected enough from it to where it's not going to emotionally affect him too much on stage. And other nights, it's not. It's just real heavy. That sucks.
1: Uh, this song's fucking incredible. Oh, I love this one. Also, this, I'm in the process of growing uh, out my hair. <laughs> hell <laughs> yeah. who gives a shit?
0: I... Look, I have... I... Before everyone else jumped on it during this pandemic that we are still in the middle of, I started growing my hair out. Like the second, the second it was like, there's a, we have a global pandemic happening. I was like, well, no one has to look at me. Right. I can get through the awkward middle face and finally grow my hair back out for the first time in like 15 years. Oh, I should have done that at the beginning,
1: but I didn't. <laughs> it's fun. I mean, you rock rocked the short hair. It's fun. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I've had fun with it. I just want like a little bit longer. just just have some fun with my curls. Sure. But. God, the song's so good. <laughs> yeah, I feel like the end of this record, just the last like mm-hmm. five songs, the best part. I-, I think of this whole album.
0: Yeah, I think it's back backloaded too.
1: It's sure. like I don't know. It just it all hits at the end, like
0: so good. That, that was that was my impetus for like resequencing it because I was like so many heavy hitters are in the back half of this record how yeah. can I break that up and make it to where and shift the tone of the record around to where it doesn't just feel? because the way it's sequenced, I promise you listener really does affect the tone of this record mm-hmm. all the pop punk stuff being like so front loaded and like close together and like even more than that being interrupting we talked about don't uh, don't stifle the crime momentum. In one of these mm-hmm. previous episodes, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and th- I think this record's guilty of that. Yeah, if, that's why, I, like, I wanted to resequence this because I'm like, if you put some of these next to each other, you can wring that emotion out of the listener so much more effectively. I feel.
1: Oh, I love this little guitar bit here.
0: But yeah, mm-hmm. this is this is the other headphones song on the record. Yeah, because of the like the left and right channels for. Uh, Casey and Matt's guitar parts here. It's just a tasty oh. little
1: bit. I love it.
0: It's so good. It's so good. And Matt's Matt's part? I believe it's Matt's part. It could be Casey's. What do I know? Probably Casey. He does lead most of the time. Uh, st- is still going through this part in mm-hmm. the second run through.
1: Oh. There's so many like I've, layers to this that I like listening mm-hmm. to it and being like, yeah. okay, let me just listen to this part. Okay, let me just listen to
0: this when- part. When they layer the shit out of their guitars, it's it's my favorite version of them. We're on to Laura and the Beehive, also known
1: as First Time We're Gonna Cry during this record. <laughs> it, literally, this is the one that made me cry. This is the one that caught me. I was like, I'm doing good, I'm doing Oh yeah. no. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> yeah,
0: I have been like I do I don't share anything online, but like I write I do my own writing bullshit, like, lyrics and poetry and shit. And, like, I have recently been, I had, like, the urge to be, like, I feel like I need to, like, write down shit about my grandmother um, before, like, she's gone. Um, and, like, keep track of, like, those emotions and, like, that experience um, before eventually, keeps... and that's what this song is about, son. That's what this song that we're listening to right now is about. Okay. I did not have that knowledge when I started doing that like a month ago.
1: Wow. Isn't it, I, I love when like band stuff like that lines up so much with like, when you get that band that, it, it like connects with you so, and you're like oh god, like we're on like the same wavelength. Yeah, the Wonder Years are for me listener. You can listen to them too, that's fine. But
0: <laughs> but this is for really me. <laughs> but this is mine actually. This one's for me. <laughs> I'll share with you, but like... (laughs) I'll share with you. I have that audio of like, uh, this is for girls. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Start playing in my head whenever you said it that way.
1: I like the use of the and symbol in this Mm -hmm. title, Mm -hmm. instead of the word and. I enjoy that. They're
0: consistent about that,
1: yeah. I like that a lot.
0: Yeah, I love me an ampersand in song titles. Thank you. I couldn't think of what it was called. (laughs) It's an ampersand. It's one of the few things I know in life is what that thing is called.
1: (laughs) Can I say, I, this song feels so, like, vividly, like, I am in a garden when I, like, Mm. I smell the tomato plant, like, Mm. I don't know. I love this song. Like sometimes I feel like slower songs on a more like upbeat type band, like pop-punk, sometimes they t- draw me out of the album, but like not this one. Sure. This one I'm like, I'm 100% in this,
0: in this song and I love it. It's the, Look, the Wonder Years are not Fallout Boy. They know how to True. do a
1: ballad. They do. They do. That was my first thought when I heard this. I was like, ah, they know how to do a ballad. They know what they're doing here. Oh, this bridge. Mm-hmm. Oh. This
0: is, the, look, we're feeding back into songs about death.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Like, I'm just... It's this last it's this last little arc
1: where everything on that this record comes together. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. And the piano is so pretty. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh Every- I'm just like, 10 out of 10. 11 out of 10. The, yeah,
0: the synth tone is good. song. It's... It almost feels kinda it's like just the right tone. Yeah. It's just the right tone.
1: Mhm. It's like, it, it, it feels, feels like, nostalgic. i literally- I was about to say that. Mm-hmm. I was like, they turned on the nostalgia filter. And they're like, let's make yep. this little sepia tone. god damn it I know I was like don't cry just talk through the whole have thing you? and don't cry just do just <laughs> keep talking just keep talking keep talking and then followed up with this fucking song god I, oh. I realized the other day I didn't ask if I can curse in these podcasts and I was like how have I done two runs at this? <laughs> <laughs> did not ask that question no
0: we yeah I curse all the time okay. this show is permanent every single episode has an explicit warning cause I say fuck all the time.
1: <laughs> oh, this song. Dumb. Yeah, we're
0: on to old friends like Lost Teeth. And I can, God, I'm i still not tired of the song. I had yeah. it on, I don't usually listen to single songs on repeat listener. But man, I was doing it with this one from the moment it came out. Like, it's really what sold me on this whole record. I was like, ah, oh, shit. Actually, this hate- is going to be good, isn't it? Oof. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that chorus. It's so good. It's maybe low-key the, like, second or third best chorus on this record. Mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm. I agree with that. Also, the bridge gets me. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I, the, oh, this like, bridge uh, goes so
1: fucking hard. It does. It's so good.
0: <laughs> this So this song in particular, like, the video works better for me than without it.
1: Mm-hmm. Like
0: because it feeds into the, like the narrative of the like, the song itself like it's it, right. it does enough to like it doesn't do the thing where it's like literally transcribing the lyrics but it plays into the like the themes at large and like mm-hmm. everyone's wearing
1: the ski masks yeah it was fun also I want his pants I just think of this song as the pants <laughs> yeah, song now we talked about his pants <laughs> I'm just like ooh the pants song yeah it's the pants song please. it is the pants
0: song <laughs> in the bridge when everything cuts out and it's just him and he has the ski mask on. I get chills every time yeah. in the video, like his thousand yard stare back at this, at the person in the chair there. Mm-hmm. It's oh my God. fucking chilling. Oh, this goes so hard. Here we go. I love that. They gave Josh and Matt call and answer sections. A la yes. suburbia for this song. Oh, uh,
1: also, I fucking love the the like old friends like lost teeth. Hey, so I don't know how do you think to put those words together, but I'm so happy <laughs> someone did. That motherfucker is too good. Oh, incredible.
0: How do you like that? Did you like that little dropout? Oh I love it. <laughs> did you love that little dropout and come back in? I did. It's so good. It's so good. It's just so fun. God, this, the the little detail in this last run through of the chorus here, where, there like there's a rising vocal section under this here, yeah, yep. that I love it. It's so good. The wind up, <gasps> mm, such a perfect touch.
1: Just like, they know little details to add that like you probably wouldn't notice if they weren't there. You know, you wouldn't feel like mm-hmm. anything was missing, but like you're happy that they're in the song.
0: Right. We're on to You're the Reason I Don't Want the World to End. This is now hard mode trying not to cry John.
1: <laughs> Literally.
0: Oh fuck. Oh my god, mm-hmm.
1: this song is so good. Yeah. And it I what what is up with it only having like twenty seven thousand streams? Like at least on my side, it doesn't have that many comparatively to like the rest of the album. And I'm, and I'm like, are y'all
0: not listening mm. to this last song? <laughs> Are you not listening to this last song? I think it's fair to say at this point that, like, 7,000 of them remain at this point. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I would do a thing where, like, I was, I've been listening to this a lot, and then I would be like, I need to wind down and go to sleep, or I need to actually go, I don't have time to restart the record, but you know what I can do? I can listen to this song mm-hmm. a few more times. <laughs> um, yeah, I didn't... Lauren the Beehive didn't get me on the first time through. It got, it almost got me there. I was like, oh, I, I'm almost gonna cry, but it didn't push me all the way through. Oh,
1: Lauren so the I was Beehive like, am got Am I gonna, me.
0: am I gonna get through a Wonder Years record listen for the first time and not cry
1: at a song? <laughs> you got to the song, you're like, never mind, <laughs> <laughs> never mind.
0: God, the, uh, these lyrics are so goddamn good. Mm-hmm.
1: This- oh, God damn it. I- uh, yeah, that-
0: Yeah. In our notes, it's- this this song is the reason the in our notes before we started, I put try not to cry. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, this- this section here's real good.
1: <sighs> mm, yeah. Oof.
0: oof we're just listening to it and you're gonna have to yeah. deal with that sir. you should be too this oh, the, oh when the god. full course when we get the full fucking course son, yeah. and not just that tease
1: oh yeah. my god Cause I'm just imagining him finding tiny little kid gloves in his like jacket pocket or coat pocket. And I'm just like, Oh no, (laughs) don't cry. Oh God. It
0: was, it was the words and you're brave. So I'm brave or I'm trying anyway Mm -hmm. through to the end of that. Whenever it, it, cause it hit what it did. It made me think of, I wanted so badly to be brave. And I was like, no, 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 no. God. (laughs) And just waterworks. (laughs) Oh my god! I oof.
1: yeah, like I don't want to be a parent, but like this hits mm. it like a it's like a core level that I was not expecting to be like. We're hitting hit it. By
0: we're hitting it from the other end is what I think is happening. So oh, at least if I speaking yeah. to me it's like, oh, I want this love. I want this right. love so bad in my life. I want mm-hmm. to feel the way. I want someone to feel. About me, the way this man feels about his kids. This is so right. beautiful.
1: Mm. Ugh. Also, it's like good for, like, it makes me happy, like, anytime. Yeah. Specifically, dads are like, I love my kids, I just want them to be safe. I'm just like, ah. Oh my god, I'm gonna. Oh, <laughs>
0: that's. I love doing this podcast normally with Mark because, god damn it, that man is a good dad. Listener, Aww. look, I, I can gush about it more openly here because he's not here, Aww. but holy fuck, that man's such a good father.
1: Aww. Oh my god, this song's so good. Yeah. And like how it goes up so, and like, ah, and they're just like, yeah. Uh, Jesus.
0: Uh, <laughs> yep, uh, yeah. Every t- it's it's so the record's done, listener. We didn't talk through that
1: last section because
0: it felt disrespectful. Uh, right? <laughs>
1: yeah, I was like, I can't talk right now. This man yeah, speaking. That's <laughs> <have to> a listen. <laughs> right?
0: No, I. It's the God. Though that last section is, mm, is yeah. so good. I cannot emphasize enough how good because you're brave so i'm brave or i'm trying anyway put
1: the work in plant a garden and try to stay afloat mm-hmm. that hits so good yeah. so perfectly and also i just kind of like the like recurring imagery of like i'm thinking of like the tomato plant and the garden yeah. and then here that and i'm just like
0: oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so yeah, satisfying all the way Oh, this is why Wyatt's song works better for me now because now I go back and I listen to him talking about finding the glass in the garden to like right right and then uh, like mm-hmm. oh he talks in the bridge I think where he's like I'm gonna grow you a place safer than this right it all comes full circle it that's why it, now that song works for me better Hi. Holy shit yep. this record is so good <laughs> it really is <laughs> actually. I, At least it has parts of it that, like, even though it's not what I wanted from them. Um, and, I, I, man, I really did just kind of wish they would keep evolving rather than um, putting out a bunch more pop-punk material on this record. Mm-hmm. Man, some of these songs are so fucking
1: good. They are. Yeah, like, the ones that hit, like, really, really hit. And then right. for me, like, the ones that I just didn't connect with, I'm just like, okay.
0: Yeah, that's where I'm with... Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you.
1: But I'm happy to finally have, like, specifically, like, with Wyatt's song, I'm happy to have a song that, like, I got the cry out, so now I won't cry listening to it. Like, <laughs> I don't know yeah. why with that one. It was, like, the one-time cry, but now I'm like, oh, okay, I can actually listen to this one and have a little fun. But... <laughs> yeah, that's... I... Yeah, when I sent you this... When I
0: sent you the message, and then you listened to the record, and I was like, you're gonna cry. And uh, that's all I told you. I was like, yeah. you're going to cry. Uh, Because you had already talked to me about Wyatt's song making you cry. (laughs) Yeah. And then you messaged me with one of them whenever you got to uh, Laura and the Beehive. I was like, there's one more.
1: (laughs) Yeah. There's at least one more. (laughs) There was. (laughs) Hmm. Well, I actually, I know where I'm going to put this. I've been, like, I thought about it and I was like, yep, I did not even question where I was going to stick it. Okay, okay. Where are you going to stick it? Tell (laughs) me where you're going to stick it. So uh, I'm actually going to put this at my number three. Number three. Okay. So my list from the bottom up is number six uh, is The Upsides. Number five is Suburbia. Number four is No Closer to Heaven. Number three, I put The Hum Goes On Forever. Number two is Sister Cities. And number one, I put The Greatest Generation. Because, like, for me, I was just referencing everything against, like, how like the songs on The Greatest Generation and Sister Cities, like uh Passing Through a Screen Door and uh Pyramids of Salt, like how those make me just uh uh I feel lots of things. And I think specifically like mm-hmm. songs about death, Lore in the Beehive, Old Friends Like Lost Teeth, You're the Reason I Don't Want the World to End, like all of these like hit very, very hard for me. And so like mm-hmm. I think that's why I put it at number three, because I have like so many songs that I can point to and be like, ah, yeah, those those are really good. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It
0: feels um, it's, for me, it feels like it's an uneven record. Uh, Just because it's trying, it's, it's not as uneven as, like, The Upsides or or Closer to Heaven are. Um, It's definitely more cohesive, I feel, than those two, in terms of, like, what it's trying to accomplish, um, it just has a few songs that feel like outliers. Mm-hmm. But overall, like the point you raise about how passing through the screen door makes you feel, or how pyramids of salt makes you feel, mm-hmm. and weighing that against the the songs that are mostly on the tail end of this record that
1: yeah. bring
0: that shit out of us, there are if if we go just by like the cryometer or whatever you <laughs> it, uh, want to call things, what make me do a cry. This record has it's interesting because like there's no songs on Suburbia that make me cry but it's in the middle of my list right mm-hmm. even and No Closer to Heaven is underneath we struggled with I struggled with that specifically No Closer to Heaven Suburbia and where to put them um, I think largely for that reason because there are songs that hit me harder emotionally on No Closer to Heaven than mm-hmm. anything that hits me on Suburbia but Suburbia is so tightly composed and sequence like mm-hmm. it has the least amount of skips of maybe any record that they put out other than like it in sister cities is the thing uh have like one song that i'm like i'm not really in the middle i don't really think this should be on the record man yeah how do i how am i gonna how am i gonna rank this thing I definitely feel better about it now than I did when I first listened to it. There's like 20, however many. I feel like that's not an exaggeration. (laughs) Like you hear, I've listened to it 20 times in what? uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, because we're recording this on a Sunday morning. Um, Yeah, probably like 20 times. It's impressive. At least between then and now. Uh, To the point that I had to take a break and do literally anything else before we did this podcast, (laughs) just so I wasn't so sick of it. But where where does it go? Where does it go, son? I don't know. (laughs) It's hard because this is my favorite band. That's why I'm struggling so much. Right. And because I feel like, at least to the handful of people who trust my opinion about this thing, um, I feel like I owe them the due diligence to get this right, ranking-wise. And obviously, these are going to change, you know, from, like, year to year, like, season to season, mood to mood, whatever. Like, I'm, some days I'm going to be more in the suburbia
1: mood than Sister Cities. Right. Oh, I forgot to say, I love this album cover. It is oh, yeah, it's so good. beautiful. Mm-hmm. It is incredible. It's so good.
0: It's. It's... This is one of those things that I am ashamed to have not noticed until uh, recently and that they theme like gray, orange, and blue on their records pretty Mm. much through
1: their entire discography. Yeah! God, I love little bands that keep like colors associated with them. I love it.
0: Yeah, that's uh, something that I did not notice until like this week. I was like, oh shit, all the (laughs) records are using those similar color schemes, which are very evocative of the kind of music they make
1: mm-hmm
0: um god fuck shit god damn it so i'm gonna be honest with you son okay right now uh, what i'm struggling is this closer is stronger than 80 percent of no closer to heaven right yeah at least to my ear <laughs> um
1: yeah, Obviously, you feel that way because
0: you put it yeah, above it. I did. On your list. There are two... God. Hmm. What I'm really struggling with is lyrical content. Because I think the lyrics are good on this record, but mm-hmm. I don't think the lyrics on this record are as good as the lyrics on Sister Cities or No Closer to Heaven. So much of those records is just like, I put prose to music and it worked. Mm-hmm. And this, the lyrics in this record feel more like The Greatest Generation to me, which everyone loves that record, right? And I love The Greatest Generation. I don't know that I need another of The Greatest Generation, though, three records after the first one, when they've grown so much. Mm-hmm. So I think it's going to be contentious. But mm-hmm. I'm going to put it, Below No Closer to Heaven on my list. Okay. Uh, And I think if No Closer to Heaven was mixed better, this wouldn't even be a contest. (laughs) (laughs) So my list from the bottom up is going to be The Upsides at number six, The Hum Goes On Forever at number five, No Closer to Heaven at number four, number three, Suburbia, number two, The Greatest Generation, number one, Sister Cities... This may feel counterintuitive, I think, to some of the listeners, because we just like spent the whole time praising this. But it's also very new. Mm-hmm. And I'm hyper aware that it's very new. And I um, am trying to gauge the longevity of the record based off like the particular tone they decided to set out and, and do here. And what I like most about where the Wonder years have grown and evolved over time. And so it just makes sense to put it there on my list. I don't think any of these records are bad. The last time we did this, we did all the Fallout Boy stuff, and we decided we were going to pick two songs from every record off of those and, and do a playlist of all of our favorites. And we did it again this year because we are creatures of habit. <laughs> uh, so those are going to be down in the description. Just like, this is the, these are the songs that Sun likes them most. These are the ones that I like the most. Like, if y'all want to make your own playlist and send them to me, I will listen to them. Give me another excuse to listen to this band. I will do it. So yeah, we, we got through it. We did it. So check out those playlists. As for like next week, Sun's not coming back. Sun is banished until we do the show again. And we're going to be getting back into movies. We're going to continue our run back into the season proper. And we're going to be covering Hellboy, starting with Guillermo del Toro's 2004 Hellboy. It's going to be so much fun. The Third One Sucks is a Retrograde Orbit radio production. If you like the show, the best thing you can do is tell your friends and make sure to rate and review it on your podcast platform of choice. It really helps us out. If you want to get in touch or share suggestions about what we could cover in the future, you can contact us on Twitter at the third one sucks or email us at thethirdonesucks at gmail.com. As always, thanks for listening, and we'll see you again in the sequel. They have no way of finding you is the wonderful thing. Oh that's true, yeah. Basically anonymous as far as being attached to any of our socials go. Oh yeah, that's true. They (laughs) have literally no way to bully you. You can say anything you want. I don't want to. I know, because you're way too nice of a human being to like even be a shit as a joke. Thanks.